Welcome to the Movement, a community of equality, change, and food for thought. This is the place you escape all the noise of the world, so hopefully you can get inspired and create your own. I'm your host, Samuel Dalvomar, and if you love discussion, connection, and discovery, this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of The Movement. I'm so happy that you're joining me again. This week, I'm joined by the wonderful Amanda Mae Wilson. She's a dancer, choreographer, and creative, and truly greatness personified. And I don't say that lightly. Ever since the moment I met her, I just, I was in awe by her, you know. Um, She just does everything she does with such ease, but still remains humble, and that could be hard in the industry we're in, in any industry, really. Um, this week, we talked a lot about compassion, compassion for self, and just believing in the person you are and not being swayed by, you know, the crowd and the herd and just really sitting in who you are. And that can be tough just for anyone. So I'm really excited to have you guys hear this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And I'll see you on the other side. I am so excited. We have the woman, the myth, the legend, and yes, it's all true. She's not from this earth. <laughs> Amanda May Wilson, thank you so, so much for joining me. I can't thank wait to talk to you. How are you doing? Me. This is really cool. <laughs> You're the cutest. I can't, I can't, I can't. How are you? How have you been? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, this this week was a bit precarious. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I like life always ebbs and flows. But mm-hmm. um, this week, I'm like heavily, heavily focused on having a lot of compassion for myself, a lot of cushion. Good. Um, just because you know, life does its thing, <laughs> and it makes you believe that you're not worthy, or yeah. you're not capable, and then you get mad at yourself for even believing for a second that you were incapable, and, and it's just like this vicious cycle, and so I've been grappling a lot with that, um, so I'm trying my best to lead with, with compassion this week. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> That's amazing. Lead with compassion. Um, very, very important. We were talking the other day, because we're both doing MODIS, and you were like, every day after class, I'm like, am I supposed to be here? (laughs) I feel you all the time. That's like the constant battle, not even with that, but just like in life. So um, I love that. Lead with compassion for yourself because ain't nobody else going to give it to you. You got to give it to yourself. You know, Um, that's standard. We met, I'm trying to think when we first met. It was, my sister introduced us, I think. And it was at the mod club for like one of their one of their like events or whatever like choreo ball or something theater after dark um and you were so sweet when we met and like we met i was like oh hi da, da, da. and then i like saw you dance later that night and i was like oh i met that person okay <laughs> oh okay what? okay cool 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 i was like sick Okay, that, cool, cool. So, um, first of all, I've been a fan of you ever since that day. Oh <laughs> Still am goodness. a fan. Um, like, wow, girl, please give us a second to breathe. Um, it's just, it's just nuts. Like, not only like your your skill as a dancer and as an artist, but I don't know. You just 
from from the outside looking in, you just seem like a person who is very strong within themselves. And I know everyone has those days where they're like, oh, you know, like I, I need to give myself more compassion because I'm like not feeling the best. But like I've just admired watching you and your leadership. And it's it's just it's really amazing to see. So I got to say that first. I'm like a huge fan first. <laughs> Thank you. You're what? retreats back into themselves can't take the compliment yeah. me me yeah me, 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 i'm me, working me. on that i'm working on I'm like i have to big up my chest just a little bit but mm-hmm. i struggle i do <laughs> i do when people I like give you compliments and stuff. Curl inward immediately yeah do you I find guess. that happens a lot when like you're talking about just yourself in general or work like if someone asks you something that you're doing work-wise or do you just think it's yeah, in general because for me when people ask me if like I've done something for work and I'm actually really proud of it when they ask me I'm, I'm very quick about it I'm like oh I just did this and it was fun and yeah cool because I I get scared about living in my own proud moments for some reason it's mm. weird yeah mm-hmm. yeah it uh it varies it varies um I think I think in general I have I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day I have trouble seeing myself in the way that people view me in general across the board. I get very, I'm very insecure. Everybody has their insecurities. Everybody has their life that, you know, informs all the traumatizing events, all the things that have happened, all the stuff Mm -hmm. um, that informs how you, how you read your interactions. Um, I don't know, a few things kind of take place when that happens. I, I struggle to be, to take pride in the things that I've done, generally, where work is concerned. I'm always fighting for perfection, or not even perfection, but just fighting to feel feel something purposeful in the work that I'm doing. And in the work that we do, especially in like commercial TV film land, it's so hard to level with yourself because the the environments are often very chaotic and have multiple moving parts. And mm-hmm. you, you, ha- you have to maintain this healthy level of detachment. So I'm like in this world all the time where I'm practicing this healthy detachment so that I don't grow to to attach to the work um, in a way that makes me uh, slower or counterproductive, which is, it's so icky to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it also, you know, it helps me kind of leave it, you know, when it, when it's done, I can depart from it. When it's happening in front of me, I can get to the root really quickly. So I'm right. always kind of in this pull and tug where I'm, I can be present in a moment and then the very next second I'm I'm fleeting and uh and so when when somebody is forcing my hand in a moment where I have to stay put on a on the end of the spectrum mm. um I freak out I'm like oh I've been here for too long <laughs> I'm like I've been here right. for too long I don't know right. how to I don't know how to remain here. I don't know how to maintain this right now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm feeling a portion of myself that I'm not well acquainted with and I don't really have often in my day to day don't have the luxury of just sitting in. Um 
And so it requires a lot of deliberate practice for me to to be able to like sit in that moment and acknowledge the way that I might be affecting someone, acknowledge right. the way that that might be affecting me and be grateful for it. Right. Uh, it just like, there's so many onion layers that mm-hmm. um, that I have to sift through before I'm able to even accept those those times for what they are but you know i'm aware of it i'm working on it um and i think just you know as of late uh and you know like my partner he really helps me a lot to to see myself and acknowledge my greatness and be Mm -hmm. and not feel so stripped down um when somebody is like sharing love with me i'm able to like thrive in that moment and accept that love he helps me right. a lot with that. So as of late, I've been I've been trying to to navigate through those moments with a little bit more positivity and a little bit more yeah. peace and acceptance. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, wow. ongoing work. Yeah, yeah, ongoing work. And I love that you have someone in your life that does that for you. I think that's beautiful. Um and you bring up so much of like what I wanted to talk about today too. So I love that. Um, but it, yeah, accept your greatness because you're fucking great. Um, I wanted to know, this is my first question always, how you arrived to where you are now? And it's kind of a loaded question because you're mm-hmm. like, well, how long you got? <laughs> but where you are now in your life, the destination that you're currently at in your life, how do you think you got there? So we're talking like a literal arrival. Because have I even arrived is the question. Girl, let's go. Um, you know, not necessarily because this is like right now, where you are right now is is currently where you are. It's not where you'll stay, but it's currently where you are, you know? And I think a lot for a lot of people, especially that look up to you or that know about you, they've been able to see somewhat of your growth. You know, people are only able to see like somewhat of what you put out and somewhat of like what's visible. And so I'm sure a lot of people that follow you and, and know of you have been able to see some of your growth, maybe a long period of it, maybe a shorter period of it. But just coming to, to the Amanda that you are today, how... How do you think you got there? What was the journey like for you? Um, I, uh, a lot of pain, a lot of pain, mm. a lot of isolation. Um, so like my my dance journey began. I feel like I've just been rocking on my own. <laughs> uh, a lot of it, I I have like a lot of crucial uh, chapters where people were pouring into me, but. I feel like, I feel like in general, I've always, I've never really been tied to anything. I didn't grow up in a traditional like studio setting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had people around me that would talk about dance around me. They were involved in dance around me and I just needed to be a part of those conversations. I just wanted to so badly, but I never, um, I was never situated anywhere for too long. Uh, I so when I began dancing, I was self-taught. Um, didn't have a whole lot of money. Mm. I was, you know, in church, and that was the extent of the dancing that I did. Uh, 
but you know, I was very fortunate that my dad was a musician and he, um, uh, you know, the music that we were listening to in the home, like the movies Mm -hmm. that I would watch, the things that he would allow, like my, him and my mom would allow in the home, like very, very much inspired me, um, through music to explore dance. Mm. I, uh, at my church, uh, you know, I had like some family friends that I was really, really close to. They were really close to my parents and they really nurtured me and they used to be professional dancers. Um, Uh. so they were like training under Luther. They were like original OG, OG do that. And I, um, yeah, I feel like I've said said that so many times. Now they're (laughs) saying it. I'm like, I kind of remember hearing this story. I don't know where. (laughs) I have told this story so many times with like, they, (laughs) their families, I mean, they ended up, they are like my second parents now to this day. So um, they taught me a lot about dance, about the ins and outs of this industry as it relates to the music industry specifically. Because that's where do that uh, resided mostly. Um, it was in artist work, so it's very, very different from what I do now. Um, yeah. But they put me on to a lot of really exciting things about dance and kept encouraging me. They were like, "You have something that right. you know we got to work on together." Um, and they would pray over me, and it was just it was just this wonderfully nurturing experience growing up under their counsel and. Um, uh but i mean apart from that i was also just very studious i was always researching always looking to to know who's who and i would watch a music video and i wanted to know who choreographed it who the dancers were i was seeing a lot of the same faces on stage i was like who are these people Mm -hmm. um uh and then you know like tv shows like like so you think or like movies like breaking or you got served or like you know what i'm saying like yeah. things like that center stage i yeah. was all over all that stuff um and so it didn't take long before i stumbled upon conventions and i was like oh this looks really cool i'm seeing monsters i'm seeing pulse i'm seeing you know the jumps and the nouveaux and i'm seeing all of these reputable people that i've been looking up dip their, you know, either dip their toes in convention world and teach in other places as well, choreograph and and and, and simultaneously teach like uh um and are loyal to these to these conventions. I'm seeing these worlds and I was like, I gotta be a part of this. Um to some capacity. So I would I like fought my way, um, borrowed money, you know, from like family uh, and I'd work my ass off to like pay them back, all this stuff to just like get myself in the rooms with these people. Anytime somebody would come to town and they were teaching, I would do it. I started taking class from Luther. I was like, I gotta like do this. Um, and Luther, thankfully, like he would kind of like keep an eye out for me because he knew who I had trained under, which is very big. Not a lot of people can say that for Luther, even if they've been training under him for years, like for him to like look mm. out for them um right. uh to the capacity that he was really like keeping an eye out for me keeping a hold on me wow. um i was i'm very very fortunate very blessed to even have like that mentorship in my life yeah um so so you know 
I just kept doing that. Anytime somebody would lead me to somebody else, I would just like immerse myself and then I would be a butterfly and go on and immerse myself and go on. And, and, um, and so I kind of, I kind of got, uh, there's always this pattern of me finding a place and finding people and finding community Mm -hmm. and, um, and growing with that community mm-hmm. and then just kind of being pulled elsewhere. Yeah. And I was very okay with that. I was very okay with not feeling too tied to any one community. I just loved feeling all of it because for so long, I didn't feel any of it. I had no access. Um, and I knew that my training depended on it and I was growing to be in love with this dance thing that was becoming so much larger than myself. I like needed it. Uh, and I guess that became, you know, a way for me to identify, uh, in this life, it just became a form of identity for me. And that's, I guess, how I arrived in, uh, I think the very the foundation of my like headspace that has informed all of the opportunities and the and and the people that I'm around and engaging with now I think that was my foundation it was like immerse yourself be there be passionate fight and fight 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 get yourself in those spaces soak it all up absorb grow beyond measure and then move on to the next one and do the same thing over and over again and just keep keep like um, rinse repeat rinse repeat yeah 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 uh and i mean i've suffered (laughs) i've suffered because i i i became difficult to maintain relationships um but i think right now i'm doing like you know i'm kind of reversing that and and because i have to stay put i'm my relationships are growing richer and i'm able to use them uh in a way that like has really developed my dance in a way i've i haven't yet experienced and it's been really fruitful in that way so i'm kind of in that in that transition right now i'm moving Mm -hmm. closer to to home and being more attached to roots and and feeling them in everything that I do. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I only started to realize the importance of relationships, I want to say, like, about two years ago, and the importance of, like, real, long-lasting, authentic relationships, especially in an industry like this, especially just in a life like this. Um, it can be hard to, to find people that you have rich relationships with that you have actual authentic relationships with just because there is a lot of like passing by and i'm here today and then i'm there and then i'm there and so it's like it's kind of hard to cultivate anything especially if your mind is elsewhere so and that's another reason why mentors are so important so important it's it's really nice to hear that you've had good long-lasting mentors in your life because I know people that, you know, don't have any mentors or they've had like a mentor for a moment. And I've, I've been in that situation as well, but I think we forget the importance also of just someone that can be in your life 
for the span of your life and not just for a moment, like not just someone who's there for a month and, you know, gives you some tools and then, you know, pieces, but someone that can be there to give you more than just tools, life lessons and just exchange with, I think, I think that's possibly a reason why you're such a leader because of the strong relationships and mentorships you've been lucky enough to have and cultivate. And that's another reason why I admire you. The leadership is bananas. It seems like you're really getting into a place of like, this is the person I am and this is the person I'm putting forward and that's not changing for anyone. And I love that because that's very hard to do. (laughs) It's very hard to do. It's very hard to be just to be yourself and just to, to, to be okay with that and to say, yeah, I'm proud of that. It, it can be very hard, especially in an industry like this. One thing I think of, or I've thought of a lot in this industry is noise and like mm. tuning it out. It is so hard. <laughs> it's so hard to tune out the noise. And that's why earlier when you were talking about trying to stay focused and all that it was like that that brings me again back to that it it's like when I started I was I was quite I was older I was like 15 so I wasn't like like fresh to out of the womb and ready to dance um and I was kind of along the lines of you in the same was like I wanted to learn and I I just wanted to do everything to to know and to stay in the know and then it started off like very innocent because it's something I loved and it was my passion. But then slowly in my different interactions here and there and there and there and here and here and there, the noise started to creep in and I forgot why. I was like, why am I even doing this? (laughs) Is it to impress this person? Is it to gain this person's respect? Is it to look good? Is it to, what's it for? Because I can't even remember. And I would imagine in a life like yours, with the opportunity that you've had and, and, and the spaces that you've been in, there's been a lot of noise. So how do you feel like you were able to navigate that if there was even any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just, it makes me laugh because... <laughs> I don't. I um. I. It's ooh, that's tricky. (laughs) It's tricky. Let me tell you, I'm still. It's still something. I'm like, okay, what? Like, I think I'm doing good, and then I'm like, wait. Yeah, dances, dance. The the kind of energy that dance creates amongst people, it's so buoyant and so bright and so grand. And there's a lot of condemnation uh, that is, I, I get like, that is funneled towards people who don't engage with, with that same buoyancy. Um, and so it's difficult to allow yourself the space to, to, to depart from that, you know, um, to take a step back and, and to be okay with the saying no and, and the, to not want to be around that crowd or 
to yeah just to apply your boundaries it just it gets so difficult because everybody expects us us all to be extroverted or you know like handling things in this light and inviting and welcoming way and if we are all in this life together we know that that is absolutely unrealistic it is it's such it's an attack to to require someone to be vibrating there every time every time you see them um I do not apologize. I I just don't apologize. I when you're younger, you think that that's what you want, right? Like you you don't even notice that you're um that you're in spaces that aren't serving you and and your boundaries are being taken advantage of. Your lack of boundaries being taken advantage of. Uh, you just don't even notice because you you actually have that willingness. You genuinely have that willingness. You are on. You are on to something. You're embarking on new territory. It's like it's not your fault. But I I realized that like my visibility, I I am, and I think I'm still like in recovery mode. But I I realized that my visibility was working against me, and because I I wanted so badly to be a part of so many wonderful things. I wanted to be friends with that person. I wanted to create a relationship with those people. I wanted to be in that piece. I wanted to do that video. Um but I could not be involved. I could not train. I could not dance and experience my love for this craft in a way that was not damaging my person apart from the dance. And I had to sit with that person you know, I had to sit with myself and say, I mean, it's like, who are you outside of the dance? You know, who are you outside of the invitation? Uh, like, what what are you truly inviting people into if you go there right now, if you do that? What part of your life are you applying to this work? Yeah. If it's not, if you can't even answer, fathom that question, because there's no space for you to apply yourself in the work, boom, you don't need to be there. Like, you just don't need to be there if that question isn't even being asked in the space and it took me a long time to even be okay with that because it felt like I was sacrificing something it felt like I wasn't able to to be involved in certain things to the capacity that I that I envisioned myself to be I um I thought that it was sacrificing dance Oh, I can't I can't dance here anymore. What? No. But that but that's not what it is. It's just it's the more the more you come into yourself is the more you hear that noise and the more you, it's teaching you, you know? It's just that's all it is. It's just teaching you that there there is a distance there that you might need to that you might need to lean into a little bit more. Um or lean away from perhaps. I just, I just, I really had to sit with myself and learn not to apologize for hearing that noise and wanting to assume form elsewhere. Um, I don't apologize for the distance. Um, and I have learned to be more resourceful to create opportunities for myself. And I'm still in the midst of this because I still go through moments where where I I want to experience community the same way that I did when I was coming up, 
you know? Um, but I think there's a way to experience that, that same kind of community with perhaps a different crowd of people who are more, um, who are more, uh, intentional about their, their work and their interactions. Um, I think there's just ways for me to create that community within myself and all my different facets to like bridge the gap between all of all of my identities and find amalgamation within them uh uh, to just find the connective tissue you know like that that's that giving myself the space to do that and not faulting myself for it and not faulting myself for not wanting to be over there for not wanting to find purpose just reminding myself that there actually just isn't space for me there that's what that is that's what i feel and it's not my job to worm my way into that in this particular context um, because it's not serving me. It's not serving me. It's not fulfilling me. And there is a space over there that might look a little bit more obscure, but but I just need to like follow God and go there. It's just, right. it's, that's, that's, that's really all it comes down to. It might look like it's not what I imagined. But that doesn't mean I don't have I don't have things to learn. I don't have things to to pull from. Uh, it doesn't mean that it's not going to fulfill me more than I've ever imagined. I it might have more capacity to do so because I did not envision it myself. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because there's just this pull away from and towards this new thing. I and yeah. I feel that 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 stretch. So I have to follow it. Yeah. Um, and I don't apologize for that. And I love that. And I love that because like I do, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm working on not, um, and it's helpful to have people as yourself that are stronger beacons to look up to so that you don't have to do that. Um, and yeah, like the obscurity that you're talking about is definitely something that deters you from going over there because you, it's unknown and to the eye, the thing that's over here will serve you more, you think, but in less valuable ways, like your career might be better people may see you as higher etc cetera, etc cetera. and i also think like even you talking about identities it's crazy because you're really going along the lines of what i wanted to bring up today and for me it was like purpose and your why i was having a conversation with uh, a friend a couple months back and we were just talking about why why we are where we are and what that means for us. Something that I've realized and that I will continue now to say is my why is joy or to bring joy. In every interaction I've had in my life, personally and professionally, the common denominator that people seem to grasp from me is like a joy or a sense of life or something. And 
I guess sometimes I was leaning away from it because I didn't just want to be seen as like, like, oh, like you just make me smile. Like I was like, take me seriously. You know what I mean? Like I, I was finding the negativity in something that's not negative at all. And so now I'm very much in this place of, of understanding my why and realizing that it's also, first of all, it's a journey. There is a journey to figuring out your purpose and your why, and it's very much ongoing. But the second part of it is that your why doesn't just inform and define one part of your life. It is everything. So my why can't just be why I dance. It has to be my why for living, my why for for mm-hmm. the things I care about, my morals for for the things that make me happy. Because ultimately, all of that affects my art and vice versa. And so when you talk about identities, for me, that's where I think the meeting point intersects is the way to to maybe follow obscurity because it might help you and, and to to live in a in a place where you don't feel so torn and stretched is to figure out why you do something and 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 your purpose for being and your purpose for it sounds so like your purpose for being but really it it comes down to like what are the things you hold dear and if you weren't in a in in an industry setting or in a work setting or whatever what are the things that that you love that you care about that you actually like and translate that into the facets of your life so it's bringing up a lot for me when you talk about identities and, 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 and feeling that. And it's really, really just on like a personal note, nice to hear another person speak about feeling the pull and the tug because I know I felt it. And, you know, you don't, not oftentimes do we want to like talk about it, especially in, in the industry because no one feels that. Everyone's happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, man. that's not a thing. And even in the acceptance of it, I still, and this is like the compassion that I was talking about earlier, like, I still go through my moments. I have not, I I don't think I'll ever achieve, and I don't think anyone ever really achieves like a, a settlement in one side. Mm-hmm. I, I still, like, I cried this week because of that same pull, because I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't want to be pulled. Mm-hmm. you know and i um and this is why i say like you know like my partner like he's such a saving grace cuz he actually said to me he was like what what a conflict for you to be experiencing you know he said wow that you have so much good around you that it's just a matter of what good you lead yourself <laughs> you lead yourself down like what you lead yourself towards <laughs> he's like oh my goodness there is love over there with those people there is love over there with that ensemble Uh and and that community and there's community over here it's new and maybe it's more intimate and maybe Uh it forces you away from um from things that you used to use to define yourself or used to you know find safety in but there Uh is love in both areas and there's growth in both areas, whether it's growth because you're learning that you are different or growth because you're you're forcing yourself into uncharted territory. But there's growth 
and there's learning and there's identity to be formed and there's just like all all there are all of these juicy intricacies of of like who you are and what you desire and what you value in in whatever you choose and i was crying i was crying like i went to bed that night sobbing Oh my God, because, because of that same post. So I don't, I don't have, um, I, I'm, I'm still in the process of learning to trust this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause everything ebbs and flows, like I said before, yeah. um, and it doesn't matter how aware you are, you, you will still have those, those small moments, those smaller moments where you're just like deep in your bag and you're like, I can't see this feels so big. This feels so large that I right. can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't apologize for that either. You know, I have to sit with myself and let the the grappling teach me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you have a good understanding of your purpose or your why? Or is that still the journey that you're on? I think I have an idea. Hmm. I think I have an idea, but I don't, I don't think I've experienced the fullness of what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even want to feel it. Feel, it feels like there's like a little bit of, of, um, I mean, yeah, I I am a believer in, in God. I'm a believer. And I just know that there are many things working outside of my control. Um, and I think the less expectations I have, as hard as it is to, you know, release expectations, I, I have to. Otherwise, I will drive myself insane, even thinking about what my purpose might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have an idea because I do get the tingle, you know, you get like the artist's <laughs> tingle when, She's when, like, the tingle. <laughs> when something feels correct, when something feels correct, you're just like, Ooh, that, that struck me that plucked at my heartstrings. I feel that in my crevice. I feel wow. that. So I do, yeah. I do. I feel an inkling. Yeah. Of where my my direction yeah, 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 will yeah. take me, but um, I also feel with that tingle that it's much bigger than I can even see right now. I'm not even equipped to see that. Yeah. Do you have any dreams that you feel like you have not yet accomplished or touched yet? And what are they? So many. There are more like uh, bucket list type goals yeah. that I would love to achieve within dance. Um, dancing with certain artists. I, I would love to be the tour dancer that is like on, on stage. I, you know, I have this idea in my head that I would book like three tours at least. 
Um, I still think, I mean, I'm capable of doing that. Uh, it's really just a matter of geography. Um, I'm not in, in, in the city where that can, that can happen for me, but, um, I believe that that's coming. I want to venture into creative direction and, and really just like spearheading the artistic vision for a project and having a team around me, um, working towards this common goal with ideas that like I'm putting out I brought in this photographer I brought in yeah. this gaffer I brought in this this cinematographer I brought in this director I brought in this choreographer and just seeing it all come together I would I would love experiencing the chaos of that but then you know that's like later on I think um I would love to be a part of a shift in this city opening up opportunities to more of the general community Mm -hmm. um more uh i want to see i want to be a part of initiatives that um, help nurture young black women young women in general but you know with a special chapter dedicated to black women Mm -hmm. um because uh, to teach them the ways of this industry that may not feel as nice, um, may feel like an attack if the conversation isn't isn't driven by the right voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna I wanna be booking dancers. I want to be casting dancers. I want to be a part of those conversations. Um, right in toronto specifically uh, i was gonna say you you have a a a love for this city i feel like people Mm -hmm. i I think people see it but sometimes i feel like people forget like you really you really are passionate about the artists that live here Mm -hmm. which is important we all want to go to la we all want to like go there 100 percent. i'm the same way but um i've noticed a very a very true love and like intentionally always bringing up Toronto artists and Toronto talent. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like we're slept on right. and we'd be sleeping on each other too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, true. it's, um, and I think there's so much power in this city so much power in dance in this city um and it's so loud but like we have not equipped ourselves to even hear it which is why you know people from outside will travel here and they'll say oh my god this is like the best city on my convention tours this is like i can't tell you how many times the teacher has been like toronto's talent is like nuts it's annoying it's and it's it happens every, every time. time and it and you know what happens across different communities of dance in the city too like mm-hmm. if we're talking um you know like the toronto dance scene mm-hmm. that in itself is um is is one facet they're like studio the studio kids like the the convention worlds like all of that like that top tier top tier the dancers that come out of this place um 
even in the theater world, it's just in the in the concert world, like people come to Toronto, they are attracted to this place because there is power in the movement that is grown here and nurtured here. Mm-hmm. And and we just I, I just think that we just aren't equipped to see ourselves in that way. Um we have not trained a culture that is based in that ideology. Like it just has it just doesn't exist yet. And it has to do it's like mass imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. And I I can see more and more especially the the more i i uh explore choreography and the more i'm like in these rooms with these with these people these execs and stuff and i'm just hearing they are so i mean they'll always be far removed always mm-hmm. um because their world is just different but mm-hmm. um but uh i just i see so many opportunities I see so many opportunities for us to kind of worm our way in and there's just so much space and so much distance because who do you call? Like, <laughs> who do you call? <laughs> Nobody knows who to call. Nobody knows who to call. And with the amount of, of talent that's in this city, suitable, you know, exceptional talent that is ready and willing and available if they were just given if they were just called it's incredible to me i'm like what is even happening (laughs) um there's so much space so i like i think that's like my like my goal is for people to really be seeing the city seeing the greatness Mm -hmm. that's that's it for i for the my utmost goal is the city seeing itself yeah, yeah. Um, and it helps yeah. when there are people like you who do the back and forth people like you and Tati Parker and like you know you guys do the back and forth and so like it's great because they get to have you and they get to love you and then you get to come back and also like rep Toronto and rep us so that we are seen in a different light so that that is like you're part of the work know that you're part of the reason why that break is is being made but yeah i agree we don't see ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely not we uh and you know i feel that i feel that in myself sometimes like i don't even you know and we talked about this already it's just feel like you struggle to see yourself in the way that people are seeing you that's a product of our environment a huge mm. part of that is mm. it's not just you know self it's it's community. I see so much of myself in this community and what's being mirrored back to me is people who don't know how good they are. So I, you know, I feel that, that same level of imposter syndrome as well. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like, we have to, we have to um, shift the culture of the city, you know? Yeah. You just have to shift the culture of the city so people can like believe in something bigger than themselves. We just haven't yeah. yet done that in dance. Yeah. Um, or if, if we have, it's very isolated and it it um, doesn't happen often. It's, it's, you know, very few and far between. Like, Right, yeah. 
It's only in certain little pods of people. Yeah, certain little pods of people, and they don't share it because they know how precious it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and they feel they feel like they can't afford to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is on every tier. This is in community. This is in the professional setting. This is with the agencies. This is with the casting. This is with the choreographers. Everybody, once they feel a little bit of it, they're not willing to share because they know just how rare it is. Um, but I think we just have to force ourselves outside of this bubble and share it with each other and teach each other that it can happen way more frequently. Right. Right. Especially if we're all on the same page. Yes, absolutely. All on one accord. Like people who go to LA, there's a culture of dance in LA that is solely based in people thinking that they're the shit. (laughs) That is just it. Even if it's unwarranted, let's just be real. (laughs) You know? Right, right. Right. So, but everybody, but everybody, they arrive there with that idea that they're they are risking something. There's big risk involved because they know that there's there's some shit here that they must be a part of. Right. They're already thinking to themselves, "I deserve to be a part of this," so I'm gonna risk it all and step into this space because I I believe you don't have to believe nothing. I believe that I have earned it already. Even if it's unwarranted. Even if they can't hit the step, Sam. <laughs> they are beat. They believe that they're hot shit. I'm like, the music is there, though. Like, uh, the music is here. And you're not. And you're oh, um, over there. Like, you're like a really not. You're not nice. Sometimes I'm like, you are not a good person at the heart. You are very arrogant and nobody has told you. But you believe that you are meant to be in this community. Oh, what were a community as arrogant as you are. But they just, they have this irrevocable idea of themselves. But the people who are, who, you know, who have roots and foundation and, and can build and, um, have love in their hearts and this talent beyond belief, those people, and then they also believe in themselves. That's where you get the Deanna Matoses. That's where you get the, the Denzel Chisholm's. That's where you get the Kim Jingras. That's where you get, you know, people like mm-hmm. that who dominate because they have all of that foundation of good and love and talent and being gifted. And they have the belief the belief system right right yeah it's it's i mean i was gonna say i mean it's knowing you're the shit is great and you need to have some level of ego i don't know if that's the right word but some level of of knowing what you bring to the table i do strongly believe that but there is a fine there's a fine line fine line <laughs> between confidence and cockiness overzealousness and believing that you are more privileged than another. Mm-hmm. That's where we get risky. That's where yeah, the waters get hot. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, you, as much as you believe that you have everything to offer, you need to be working. Mm-hmm. You need to be working towards 
continuously having everything to offer. There has to be study underneath that. There has to be work underneath that. There has to be training underneath that. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta live your truth as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are claiming it to that degree. Um, and I just think that a lot of people in our city, there are a lot of people who are um who are under that mindset, but they're anyway, I could go on and on. I, I just I just think that there's just a yeah, there's just a cultural shift that needs to take place so that we can all collectively believe in in something bigger than ourselves and and push yeah. together to to make sure people know it and they don't miss it. I believe that um strongly believe that you are a person that can lead that really, really and truly. Um and I yeah, I I strongly believe that you're going to be the person, if not one of the people that leads that charge. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you and for just the leadership and the character. It's like it's top tier. And um we are undeserving, but we are deserving. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here and just chatting with me and just shooting the shit. Um, yeah, I, I'm so grateful and I'm so happy to have you here. So thank you. I am very happy to be here mm. as well. Mm. This was really wonderful and it mm. served me. Served it was fulfilling. Yes, come through. Come through. Listen. All right, we're about to go make an album. Yes. Thank you, everyone. This was great. Yeah, Amanda, I will see you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, thank you, Amanda, Amanda May. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's how we end the podcast. That was truly iconic. Uh, for my friends that know me, they know that I love to talk, sing things. Um, I'll go to the grocery store and I'll be like, I need to get some milk. I need to get some eggs. Like, <laughs> that's that's my jam all the way. So, uh, wow, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Amanda May Wilson, for joining me, for being a part of the podcast. Man, she, I really, really look up to her. And um, there's so much knowledge and she has so much to offer. And I think what we spoke about today was super poignant. And it's something that, I think everyone really can relate to, which is just just feeling like you really have to be like everyone or you have to, you know, be on the same wavelength as everyone. And, you know, it could just be very hard to stand in yourself and to stand in your truth and to be 100% okay with that. No matter which way the world goes, you know, what trends are going on and whatever, it can be very, very hard to say, you know, this is the person I am and I'm confident in that person and... You know, I I am going to ignore the noise and I'm just going to be me, you know. Um, And she's someone that I feel like does that so well and so fearlessly and, again, doesn't apologize. And I think that's important, too. Don't apologize for the person you are, you know. That's a good person and and you do right by the people you love and, and you show respect. Please never apologize for allowing yourself to be you. It's so, so, so important. So... Thank you, Amanda, if you're listening. I love you so much. I look up to you so much, and I wish you nothing but the best. Love you, girl. If you want to keep up with us, 
I have some amazing news. We finally have an IG Live, or not an IG Live, but an Instagram, rather. We are Instagram official. If you want to follow us, keep up with us, know what's what, have the 411. Please follow us at the Movement Podcast underscore. You can get all your good information for new and upcoming guests and all of that good stuff, and also some beautiful photos of my guests so you can put a face to the voice. Also, please, please, please subscribe, download, like, comment, rate, all of that so that I can know how you're liking the podcast, if you're enjoying it, and just the input's really appreciated. It helps me make more beautiful content for all of you. Until next time, you guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me again. Much, much love. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.